You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Josh Jordan, Andrew Carlson, Jerry Bonos is in the booth. And we're going to talk a little bit about changing underwear on a Sunday morning. Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard, but a study came out. And it says that a lot of Americans are out here wearing under- underwear for, for two days or longer. I know that's a stinky situation on a Sunday morning, but this needs to be addressed. There was a study done, and a lot of people came back saying that they only change them every about two days, if not longer. How do you feel about that? Uh, You don't want to be... You know, in any kind of close proximity to somebody like that, and I've heard a few of the other shows kind of talk about this. And being in Texas, like I don't know how you pull that off. I mean, <laughs> it's just too hot to be to be rocking it like that. So that's a little terrifying. You don't want to be on like a bus or something, sitting next to somebody that close Playing or on an skin elevator. Road. Yeah, exactly, man. That's it's alarming, but. Man, I guess people are just kind of grosser than we think. Well, 45% of them admitted they wore the same pair of underwear at least two days or longer. 13% these scoundrels here say they wore it for a week or more. <laughs> a week? A week. Dude, I mean, what is there to say about that? My Lord. Uh, there isn't anything to say about it, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Did you uh, hear about Kevin Durant quitting his fantasy league? I didn't. What happened? So Jalen Rose basically said that they had a, a big fantasy league. And, I mean, there was some big names in there. They had LeBron, uh, some one of LeBron's guys, just random names. And I said KD eventually got mad. He got upset, and he left that league. Does that make a – I mean, it makes perfect sense. But it goes to show you that he's a little sensitive. He is, man. And you've been in a lot of fantasy leagues over the years, and – Stuff gets real. People get upset with each other, go on message boards, and, you know. I've seen fights. Yeah. I'm telling you. I've seen fights. I tell it all the time. But for new listeners, I've seen a guy, like I said, we're sitting at home, and all of a sudden the the, the commissioner gets cute, and he changes rules. Yeah. So then one guy's like, hey, we're sitting around drinking. He's like, man, did you all see the rule change? So then we're all, you know, you, you, you're a little liquored up, and you're like, oh, man, this is crazy. I can't believe it did that. Well, one guy said, I'm calling him right now, and it's late. He calls the dude up and he says, "Hey man, I'm coming to fight you." <laughs> the guy's like, "Man, you coming to?" And like, he he wanted a ride to get over there, and he was telling us, and we're all been drinking, and needless to say, he got a pi. Of course he did. It's tricky, man. It like, and people get you assume like the worst in people, right? You know, especially if you've had a few drinks and you feel like people are trying to cheat you, and and it does get kind of tricky, right? Because sometimes the commissioners have to step in and. and you know, make some decisions on stuff, you know, and pushing trades through. And, you know, that's why you have those commissioner tools. And, you know, sometimes people get upset because, you know, maybe a commissioner hasn't done something quickly enough, you know, and it's like we forget, like, people do have lives outside of commissioning fantasy football leagues. But, man, I've seen it in a lot of the leagues I play in, like, almost every year there's one person that kind of blows up about something. And there's you know? always that one person that starts off real bad, and then they just give up. Yeah. Last year, I even got, uh, not to call him out, but I, as a matter of fact, Tricky Nick was trying to take advantage of Trey Campbell. <laughs> Juggalo, because Juggalo was out. Before I know it, Nick t- hits me up, and he's like, man, I can't even do this trade because I feel bad. And it was like, 
I mean, bro, it was somebody that doesn't even start, and he was getting like a, a prime running back. And then I asked Trey about it, and Trey's just honest. He's like, yeah, man, my team sucks. I'm like, well, whoa, let's not do it. So if you're listening out there, do not be that guy, gal, that comes out, goes 0-3, 0-4, and, and, yep. and then you're dumping off Michael Thomas for Michael Crabtree. Yeah. <laughs> but that stuff happens, man. And that's where that's where you do need a, a commissioner to step in. And But also, you know, you can do the votes through the leagues, all that kind of stuff. But it's funny. It's, it's usually not the smack talking that gets people in real fights. It's usually some kind of shady trade or, you know, a, an ad drop or something like that where you're like, hey, I, you know, I, I didn't know you could pick up that guy while the game is still going on. And you know, we say it every week. Know know your settings, know your rules in your fantasy league. It makes a big difference, and it could end friendships. Yes, I, I've seen it, and you know, I've had some friends that are like, I, I like playing in the league, but I just lose my, you know, I lose my temper. You know, some people that's just too much, and that you know, even though they want to play, they know how angry they get and, and what happens. So I've had a few friends just be like, man, I, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I, I don't like the person I become. One time I was commissioner. I think it was the last time I was commissioner other than these leagues that we do here. But, uh, have you ever had someone when you, you're commissioner and you make it to the Super Bowl against that person, they beat you. The person was at my house within, and I'm not even exaggerating five minutes. <laughs> So it's like this fool watched the game somewhere around my house. I didn't even have time to to take it in. You know, you lose sure. the Super Bowl, you're heartbroken. Yeah. You've been preparing all year for this. I was mathematically out after the 3 o'clock games. Yeah. This dude just showed up at my house like, hey, what's up? I'm thinking, I don't even have all that cash on me. Like, I got to go get it from the bank, right? Like, you're talking about the, all the buy-ins which have been deposited. This dude was like, man, I need my money. Got my money? It's like you got, Stewie from Family Guy. You got my money? Yeah. You got my money? <laughs> How about half of it now, half of it later? We'll do the. And you're thinking, bro, slow down. Yeah. Like, I'll get it to you tomorrow. Give me a day to take this in. I just lost a Super Bowl. And, and you're already at my house trying to get the money. It's fun. We had somebody that just got paid this year from 2016 in one of my fantasy leagues. From 2016? Yes. I mean. You know, and it's it's actually it was good on our commissioner because he actually went in pocket and paid this person. Some of the people in our league just you know never paid, and then they quit the league and then kind of just went MIA. So the money never got collected. So we you know it's finally all squared up in our league now. But yeah, some people from 2016 still hadn't been paid out. So and this guy showing up at your house right after the game's over that's that's crazy. I might also some transaction those fees from uh, 2012. Yeah. Speaking about it though, <laughs> no, but uh, it's just know your rules. Don't be that guy. Don't do too much. Don't do less. You know, make sure you get your 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 votes in though on on bogus trades. Yeah, you know things like that. But also don't be that commissioner that gets too cute because we talk about that all the time and. I saw a league the other day. Somebody invited me to, and I went on there, and none of it made sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the kick, you're missing five. five uh, you, you're getting minus five from a uh, 50-yarder. And then the guy explained, he was like, but you're getting plus five for it. I'm saying, bro, it's hard to hit the 50. Yes. So you're telling me that a 58-yarder, just because they do it at halftime, I'm going to lose five points? That's more than a passing touchdown. That's a terrible rule. That's awful. He's a terrible commissioner. And if <laughs> yeah. you're listening out there, I'm out of this league, and, I, and, and I'm sticking to that. I'm not in that league, man, and it's a headache. I don't know how many leagues you play. How many leagues do you play now? Uh, it depends, but usually around 10 every year. You play 10 yeah. leagues? Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> even know what to say to that. Dude. Ten? Did you hear that? 10? Dude, uh, you know. You know how long it takes me to put in my waiver claims on Tuesday nights? Oh, that's rough. <laughs> it takes hours, man, to go through all those leagues and do all Ten, your ad drops. Dang. Yeah, but I mean, that's 
you know, I love it. And, man, I make the playoffs in almost every league every year. So, you know, it's worth it to me, but it takes a lot of time. And the, the other thing is, too, is you can't really even enjoy a guy scoring on your team because on one of your, in one of your other leagues, he's scoring against you. He's on somebody else's team. So I try not to even, you know, really look at the scores until the week's mostly over just because – you want to enjoy it. So there's there's one league I've been playing with my buddy since high school, and I, I, I pay attention to that league the most, you know, just for rooting interest. But, yeah, man, I, I play in a lot of leagues, and we do all the DraftKings stuff, you know, weekly as well. So it's a busy time of year for me, no doubt. Someone else who's having a busy time of year or just busy in life, have you seen anything about Mike Tyson? Dude, I see he's been smoking a lot of weed, that's for sure. Smoking it? $40,000 worth is what he says he smokes. Is it made of gold? He must be smoking a lot, but for Iron Mike, we need that because he says that if he didn't smoke that much, that he'd be real, real angry person. He says it keeps him level-headed. <laughs> I bet. He's got to be, like, tranquilized, I mean, with that much. I mean, how would he even want to get off the couch? He says he likes who he is when he smokes. If he doesn't get stoned daily, he'll have a bad day. He'll be moody, irritable, and uptight. Well, yeah. I mean, think of the withdrawals if he doesn't smoke, if he's smoking that much regularly. But you know what? Maybe that balances him out. Instead of taking a, you know, a Valium or something like that, he, you know, he uses pot. So you know, whatever works for you, I guess. And he's in a state, I believe, where it's legal. So what are you going to do? But that's hilarious, man. Like, that's a lot. How does he afford that? I well, know he's, he's, in the, he's in the industry as well, though. So he owns a bunch of acres out there. It's over like 400 acres or something like that. He makes 500 grand a month worth of, or that's what they sell worth of cannabis. Wow. So he says that's why he's able to do it. He's pretty plugged in. So you know how they do it when they catch something. They're like street value, yeah. $2.2 million. And you're like, man, that's $1 million, you know? Yeah. So that's what's going on here but still 40,000 say it's at wholesale 15th i mean 40,000 how many pounds of weed is he smoking my lord this I'm, is what it sounded like from mike tyson himself what do we smoke a month the what the 40,000 a month we smoke 40 like, at 40,000 a we month we smoke 10 tons of weed at the yeah. ranch a, a month <laughs> 40 grand Ain't that crazy that's crazy <laughs> Crazy. Right? We what? Have to take it for granted. Smoke we a lot of weed here. <laughs> Forty thousand dollars for weed a month. Yeah, that's a lot, lot of weed. A lot of weed blowing down, man. <laughs> that's a lot of weed. That is a lot, and you can tell they they had some just a little bit before that audio. My lord, I mean, <laughs> how do your lungs even keep up with that? How are you? How are you alive? They're iron lungs. They, They're <laughs> lungs of iron. <laughs> Iron lungs for Iron Mike, I guess, right? But no, it's good to see him still. Uh, I didn't know what would be of Mike, you know, from I want to eat your kids. Yeah. To this, like this, this exact article said to listen to Moby smoking one now, you know what I mean? Like how crazy things change. They do. You know, I saw him on Joe Rogan's podcast not that long ago, and he kind of talked about that. And it it works for him. He's He's happier. He's not as angry all the time. And. You know, that's, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. So, and he's had some issues, you know, over the years and a lot with alcohol. So, if, you know, maybe this, you know, it works for him. So, you know, to each his own. And he's Mike. Yeah. Anything Mike says goes. What are you going to argue with Mike Tyson? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, the last thing I'm doing is I, how much would it take right now? This is a gambling show to take a punch from Mike. Oh, man. In the, in the, let's say in the, in the stomach. Oh. Man, and it's straight up, you know, like make her 
believable too because you know some people are like a hundred million yeah like, no i mean like if mike walked in here right now with a pocket full of cash five five grand right now would you take one just like but he can't pull all the way back it's got to be just a just a shove yeah i think i'd do it for five that. grand yeah and if, if if necessary he'd have to pay my medical bills if we could agree on that then yeah i'd do it because i remember when kimbo rest in peace they would have them street videos and he'd walk up yeah. and he was punching people for like a hundred dollars yeah. and he was <laughs> He was slingshotting them things like a rubber band, just bow. And yeah. you're like, them dudes would sit there, and I don't even think they've got their hundred bucks. Yeah, oh, I believe I met him when I worked at the other radio station, and he came in, and it was a big boy, Kimbo. Yeah, what was he doing there? He, he was doing a, like a, a hit for maybe UFC or something like that. He was in town or something, so he was a guest on one of the shows, and I happened to be working on that show. So, yeah, I got to see him in the flesh, man. Rest in peace, yep. Kimbo, the legend. You listen to my line, ESPN 97.5. With all your might, cause I'll be rocking like this for the rest of the night. It's Jalil, yo, your master rapper. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter, where we never surrender. Let's talk opportunity. We talked about uh, targets, right, for the the New England, for Josh Gordon. But let's talk about overall I know that you're big on maybe grabbing Lamar Jackson late. Yeah. 197 targets were vacated from their receiver group. We talked about Crabtree actually today yeah. as well. So not to say that he had too much of it, but the people that benefit off of that, Sneed and Brown. Yeah. Are you looking anywhere there? Because those are ugly just to even say. I mean, ugh. I think the only guy I'm excited about in that offense is Mark Ingram. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna you know throw him some balls. I I think he could have a very nice year. We know Greg Roman's the offensive coordinator, who is you know he's a guru when it comes to the running game. So I like Mark Ingram, and I I'll take a shot on Lamar Jackson as well. I just you know how rookie receivers are just so hit or miss, you know, and it's usually miss. So I'm. I'm kind of down on anything in their passing game. And, and they're rotating like three different tight ends, you know. So there's just – there's not a lot to be excited about for me in their passing game. But I think as far as rushing, I like Ingram, and I, I'll take a shot on Lamar Jackson. But that's about it. One guy, though, that kind of makes a little noise for me, Mark Andrews, the tight end. But did you know, like, he's not even, like, really, like, starting – you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's not playing all the time. He was I think he was only on the field for like twenty five percent of the snaps where Lamar Jackson was the quarterback in this last preseason game. So as much as I like his talent, I'm just worried he's not gonna get enough snaps. No, you're right. And he has to be on the field, yeah. I guess it's the opportunity. So let's go to Tampa Bay. hundred and seventy nine targets. Evans and Godwin there. Yeah. I like that man in that Bruce Arians offense. You know, you say what you want about Jameis Winston. I don't think he's that great. But he can air it out, and he's going to throw the ball. I think they're going to put up – man, their defense is terrible. They're going to have to throw the ball to stay in games. When a receiver group loses Deshaun Jackson and Adam Humphreys, yeah. there's going to be opportunity. And that's why people have Chris Godwin penciled in as that winner, a league yeah. winner this year. But he's been that for the last three or four months. People have been talking about that. So 
If you think that you're coming up and you're going to be sneaky grabbing Godwin, think again because someone out there is thinking about grabbing him before you. No doubt. And, I mean, his value has gone up. I mean, he is he's a fourth-round pick right now. No. Yes. See, I, yes. I, no, see now it's getting out of control. Yeah. Are you talking about fourth-round pick for Chris Godwin? He is going in front of Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, A.J. Green, Calvin Ridley, and Tyler Boyd. Just think about that. I don't even know I would take him over Cup. Right? I know. Me neither. But, look, I, I get – I understand he's 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 a favorite for a lot of these fantasy experts. A lot of people love him. They think he's going to take a big step forward this year. And look, I think he'll be good. He might catch a hundred balls. It's it's not crazy to say that. But I'm not taking him in the fourth round. I I want somebody that's a little more proven. I mean, look, you can get his ADP right now is like 43rd overall. I mean, Robert Woods' ADP is 42, and Brandon Cooks is 40. You know. I'm just I'm going with those other guys. I like that Rams offense. They're a little more proven. So I'm going to go that way. So with Godwin, I think he could have a nice year, but he's not going to be on any of my teams. Proven is tough to find after you say you get out of these wide receivers once because right after, let's say, the 24 to 28 range, now you start getting into your Christian Kurtz, Will Fullers, yeah. Dante Pettis, Curtis Samuel. Those are scary names to be drafting as your – Wide receiver two, say you go running back first, and then you come back and you're like, man, I'm getting tied in. One of these big guys. Yep. These are the guys you're going to find yourself with. Geronimo Allison is the 37th overall wide receiver this year, and they got him in front of Sammy Watkins. And I, I, I'm not going there. It's like Curtis Samuel's a name that you mentioned. Like I like him, and I mean, if you're reading any of the reports coming out of Carolina, he big. is tearing it up, man. But, you know, you're going to have to – he's going around pick 81, which is kind of the back end of the seventh round. So I'll take a flyer on, a you know, a young, talented guy. I think Cam is going to have a nice bounce-back year. I, I kind of have good – you know, I, I get good vibes coming out of the Panthers, man. So I'm probably going to have a lot of Carolina on my teams. So he's a guy I'm looking at. Sammy Watkins just worries me a little bit. He's, he gets hurt a lot, first, you know, first and foremost. And, I mean – Think how many mouths there are to feed in that offense with Kelsey, and we know how much Andy Reid throws to the running backs, and of course they got Tyreek Hill, and there's just, you know, I kind of worry Sammy Watkins just isn't going to get enough targets to do anything with it. Targets in Pittsburgh are plenty, 168. Yeah, They got left over, and a blonde mustache was left on the table. (laughs) Juju, we all know that, but people are making noise of Dante Moncrief and James Washington. Yeah. Are these guys that you might target somewhere in your draft? Yes, and you know a little later. But the reason why is we know Big Ben he doesn't throw a ton to his tight ends. You know, like Heath Miller was good but not great for a few years. Like he really peppers his wide receivers. We saw that with Antonio Brown, and I mean Juju had over a hundred catches last year. So I think somebody is going to step into that number two wide receiver role. We just don't really know who it is yet. So what might be a good strategy is take Washington. You know, take both of them. Take him and take Moncrief. So you get that number right. two. Right, and then just, up. yeah, whoever, because you're not going to have to spend a high pick on either one of those guys, and then just kind of wait and see how it plays out. Now, the hype around Moncrief has moved up some, and to take him, he's going around the 50th overall wide receiver. Would you rather have him or Kiki, Golden Tate? Oof. That's around the Deshaun Jackson that we spoke of earlier. Yeah. Josh I'd, Gordon even moved himself now into the 10th range. See, I'd rather have Gordon. Uh, I'm just with Kiki. I'm just worried he can't stay healthy, man. I, I, you know, and 
I mean, for obvious reason, right? I mean, he just keeps getting hurt. So I'm out on him. Yeah, I'll take I'll take my shot with the Steelers, guys. Yeah, Taking a shot is pivotal if grabbing receivers around this range because if you look at both the Denver's receivers, Sutton and Sanders, they're both going either 45, 44, and 45th. That means people don't have any idea no. who's going to emerge as, their, as the one, so you put them together. Same thing with Washington and Moncrief, 48th and 50th overall, with Nikhil Harry right in between them. A yeah. bunch of question marks. But again, in the 10th round, this is where you'll get a lot of question marks. But we spoke earlier, say you, don't, you, you, you answered your questions for your specific team with – more uh, reliable weapons in the in the beginning rounds, and now in the ninth and tenth, when these guys are left for other people to have to deal with, you're picking up your quarterback, right. which can potentially still be a QB one. Do you see how it makes sense? It, it, of course it does. That's that's the way to play it if you can. And another guy I like kind of late in this range in in the eleventh round, I I kind of like Tyrell Williams with Oakland. Yeah, because, you know he's a good deep threat, and, and you know who knows what you're going to get with Antonio Brown. So I think he's like, and look how late you're getting him. I mean. You know, 130th overall is like where he's going. So he's a guy I would take a shot with, man. And, you know, Devin Funches is going way down here. And it's looking like John Brown. It looks like he's going to be the guy for Buffalo. So if, and I know you don't want to target, you know, Buffalo Bills receivers. I get it. But, you know, we're talking about the 13th round here. He might be a guy you take a shot on because they're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. How good does Allen look? Man, he actually he looks better than I thought he would. Yeah, yeah. His his uh, we knew he always had the arm yeah. and he could make throws going into the draft. People said he could make throws that none of the other quarterbacks can make. Yeah. The only problem is he can't make them often. Right. Sometimes he he just he throws them to the other team. He does just he's boneheaded in many occasions. But at any five throw sample, he'll look like any he, he throws it. He's the best ball thrower in that draft, but he was the worst decision maker. Let's say right and. You know, he just needs some experience, but he's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, the one guy I did want to bring up, and this is at the top of everybody's draft, Ezekiel Elliott. Like, you know, he's still holding out. Now Jerry Jones is saying, like, Ziku and talking up their rookie running back. You know, I'm just wondering, like, I'm kind of coming off him now. I'm, I'm worried about taking him in the first round. This is what good old Jerry sounded like. Is Pollard your best negotiator with Zeke? Who? Pollard. <laughs> <not> Zeke who? <laughs> <laughs> He's got your camera. We're having some fun. We're having some fun. Not at your expense. <laughs> but seriously, just talk about his, what he's done and just continue. Man. All those fake laughs. Yeah. Laughs, though. Like, ha, <laughs> Like, come on, man. There's like, nothing like the fake media laugh. Yeah, and, and to be honest, like that's nothing to be laughing about if you're in that Dallas media. This is starting to become a problem now. And we, if you look at the way that the Cowboys' schedule opens up, they might be thinking they don't need Zeke. I mean, they have Tony Pollard. He looked pretty good, the rookie. I mean, you know that I think eventually Jerry's going to pay him. But I'm, I'm worried, you know. People are starting to draft right now. And you use a top five pick on a guy that may not even play. And then we're also looking, you know, what about Melvin Gordon? You know, he's already fallen to like the fourth round where he still sees Zeke. He's typically, he's still going in the first, just, you know, a little towards the back end of the round. But I think it's getting time to, 
to start to have some concern here. I, I'm avoiding him. If you know, if I have a draft today, I'm I'm not taking Zeke. I'm worried, man. I'm worried about Todd Gurley too. I just I'm worried that he's not going to get more than you know 16, 18 rushes in a game. I mean, he's they already got him to where he's like Gurley's like practicing like every other day. You know, so I mean, how much are they going to really use him when we get into the football season? I'm and then you know once maybe he takes a hit to that knee or something. I'm staying away from that, too. It's all about avoiding as much risk as possible when you're drafting your fantasy team. You know, you, you it, later in the draft, you shoot for upside. But with your first pick, like, it, you know, that's it's a statement because it's true. You may not win your league because of your first-round pick, but you can lose it. Exactly. That's the saying. And just so those guys out there saying, man, I'm getting Tony Pollard later on today. Yeah. Well, you better take a chance because people, he was going in the 14th, 15th round. In the last nine days, he's moved into the uh, top of the, or the bottom of the 12th. That's what people think about him. People yeah. are starting to say, this can actually happen. This holdout, I'll take a chance. And I hope you take a chance the rest of this show with us here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Who's this? Hey, this is Trey Wingo. You're listening to ESPN 97.5 Houston. Hello. Oh, yeah. Round and round. Round they go. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Let's go ahead and open up the last of these entries for the Fantasy Football League on Friday. So if you're listening out there right now, the key here is you have to be able to make it out, though. Two Twin Peaks off the Northwest, Northwest Freeway, 7 to 9. We'll be out there drafting. Josh and I will be in the, the that fantasy football league. But if you're listening out there and you say, hey, I can make it out. I want to draft with you guys. I want to get in on the gift card prizes. 713-780-3776. We'll get your name. We'll get your email. And you'll get that invite later on this week. Now, if you're out there listening right now and you're uh, out of town, I know we're getting a few of those messages right now. We'll be sending those out as well because we'll have that online league for people that are outside the city because we know we got a lot of money liners out through, throughout the nation. No doubt doubt about it so if you can't call that's fine hit us up at moneyline 97.5 and uh, we'll get you signed up come and get it come and take the money from me and jerry come and take those gift cards we're gonna have some fun and what's great is you you know how i feel about most of these fantasy players so you can snipe all my picks you you know who i'm gonna be targeting so the advantage is kind of yours so come and get it Come and get it is what I got to say about this bet because people are probably waiting. They're saying, dude, you keep saying about these bets. I got to go to church. I got things to do, and you're over here playing around. Well, there is no games about going to France, and we're going all around the world. Rennes, Paris, PSG, that's where we're going to play the over. I see goals. I see a Rennes team that can score. They've scored, they scored in their last five League One matches, and if you look at the head-to-heads between these two teams, they're not scared of that PSG team at all. 
They've scored in the last four head-to-heads, so look for both teams to get on the board. That's what I'll be playing because PSG, they don't lack uh, goal-scoring p- p- threats. They got Mbappe still. They got Cavani. No Neymar, no problem. Look at PSG's last games. Three goals scored, two goals scored, three goals scored. They score in bunches. In this particular uh, matchup, 2-1 to one the last game, 2-2 two to two before that, 4-1, to 3-1. to one. You see that? There's always over. Uh, there's always both teams to score, and they always hit about three. So I'm going to play on this max bet, both teams to score and both teams to score and over two and a half at plus money. So again, both teams to score. Look for that option on your soccer books because I believe both teams get on the board today. Nice. Before we get out of here, Jerry, I wanted to hit on the Texans a little bit. Uh, First off, the left tackle position, like we've been kind of worried, right? They got to protect Deshaun. Who's going to be that guy? Bill O'Brien came out, said it's going to be Matt Khalil. We didn't even know if he was going to make the team. Like, who? Yeah, I know, right? And, you know, he didn't play last night. Uh, Roderick Johnson got the start. Now, the Texans did go down the field. They scored. You know, they looked pretty good. Um, I don't know. I mean... It makes sense. He said, you know, with Khalil, they're just kind of managing his reps. He got his foot stepped on earlier in the week. So they're just they're being careful with him. He's going to play in week three. You know, the, the Trent Williams rumors are still out there. You know, maybe they can go make a trade for him. I can't believe he's still out there. I know. And, you know, he's a Houston guy. And, you know, I think he'd like to actually play with the Texans. I think that would be a good move. But it looks like they're going to roll with Khalil. What's your, what's your confidence level that, you know, he's going to – He's going to protect Deshaun. Under. Yeah. <laughs> what up, right? Put under. At? No, I just, I don't, this isn't what you want. There's always been struggle at that position the whole offseason. You're, okay, sure. this is a chance to improve. And going into this season, you don't feel like that's that's improved, right? Do you no. feel like that, that there's been, I mean, obviously there's new bodies in there. Sure. You could have put up a dead carcass. <laughs> like, you could put up a, anybody there and say, yeah, this is better than what they had, but. At least they're trying. You got that guy out there. Yeah. I was at the bar and the guy's like, well, at least they drafted. And you're like, well, they messed up in the draft, though. I think they did because, you know, Titus Howard, had, he hadn't exactly been great, you know. And I I heard, you know, Lance Erline, you know, he's you know, he's basically a, a draft expert for NFL.com. And he took a look at, you know, what, what Titus Howard did last week. And he wasn't real impressed. He didn't think he looked very good. And, I, and I've, I've heard that. Too. And they're playing him at guard. You know, like musical chairs yeah, yeah. on the offensive line. Yeah, and with a rookie, it's – look, I understand you want somebody that's flexible, that, that can play a couple different positions, but I feel like, you know, with the rookie, you know, maybe you don't want to give him too much to think about when he's just kind of getting started. Like, get him, let him get comfortable somewhere. So that kind of worries me that – and I think, if I remember right, Lance said he thinks he's actually going to be a better fit at tackle, that he has some limitations that's going to make playing guard difficult for him. So – like I'm hoping Matt Khalil can can hold it down because I I don't think they're going to make another move and and we haven't gotten to this all the all the clowny noise right like you know John McClain came out our own John Granado said that that you know they think a trade could be coming that Clowney's not going to be on the team this year when is this going to happen you know it's like I'm almost to the point now where like just get something done. I, I'd love to see them just straight up for, for Trent Williams. You know, if you're going to lose Clowney anyway because you don't want to sign him long term, at least, you know, try and get a tackle for him. I think that would make some sense. Something needs to be happening. Uh, something yeah. that needs to happen. At this point, I don't know what because I thought I did. Yeah, uh, me too. And with, I am a little worried with Clowney, right? Because, 
you know, JJ's 30 now. And if they let Clowney go, luckily Whitney Merciless actually, you know, made some plays yesterday. So that, you know, you like to see that. But I think Whitney's deal's up after this year, too. And, you know, JJ being 30, and if they move on from Clowney, man, it's going to be real thin on that defensive line. And and not to spread rumors or nothing, but you know I got I got a couple of sources and I overheard yeah. some conversations. And to be honest, one of the ones I heard, and I don't know how truth it is, but and I mean, he's probably listening out here right now, and he's saying, "Bro, it's true. I know." They're saying that a, a lot of the reasons that they they, they were getting scared is because uh, they're believing that JJ Watts slowed down some people mm. inside the organization. Again, that's from from what I've heard, and that they're wanting him to play different ways now on that line now because they feel like that he's lost a step in certain spots but really i don't know again take it for whatever you i can't say i've seen that personally but that's interesting and it, it would make sense right i mean he's he's had a lot of injuries I mean, it's, it's he's normal now. it's normal yeah. we we expect so much out of him but you got to realize the if you put the the entire product that he's put together over career yeah the injuries have been there yeah but Years from now, we'll remember him from being one of the greatest ever at that position. Uh, no doubt about it. And You know, if Clowney's not here, then all the attention's going to go to J.J. You know, he's going to see, you know, he already sees double teams and stuff like that. But you got to think he's going to see even more of that. You know, it's it's tricky with Clowney because I I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if I want to give him that, you know, huge, huge contract. You know, the big money he wants. I don't I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that. But at the same time. What's the other option? I mean, I assume he's going to be get you know be back for the season because he's going to want to make all that money. But if you know next year you're either going to franchise him again or try and trade him in the off season, I, I don't know. I, I'm almost to the point now where like get what you can for him, you know. And if, if you could get a corner, if you can get an offensive tackle, and draft pick wise. You know if you trade for him, you're going to have to give him a long-term deal or it's just going to be a rental, right? So are you going to give more than even like a third-round pick for him if you know you got to pay him $150 million or you know he's going to just walk after next year? Like, so you're out on paying him for sure. I, I'm kind of to that point now. I, I feel like the Texans are out on paying him. Yeah, you know, they are. You know they what are. I mean? They are, yeah. So, so it's kind of at this point, like, what's plan B? Let's right. go ahead and move along. I mean, yeah. not this is going to keep dragging on. Right. And, you know, get something for this year because – you know, we're in that window where you're not having to pay Deshaun Watson a crazy amount of money. And, and that's what successful teams, yeah. that's the that's the, uh, the mold to follow nowadays. Get it in your rookie contract yes. with your quarterback, and, and that's the best chance. That's your window. And think of what they're going to have to add in the secondary next year. I mean, I don't think Jonathan Joseph will be back after this year. That's just my opinion. I hope not. Roby's on a one-year deal. Prove it. You know what I mean? Like, so you might have to replace both your starting corners next offseason. And you're going to have to pay those guys, you know, so it's 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 a little tricky. I'm almost like they better hope they do something big this year. And maybe Andrew Luck isn't quite himself. This might be their window to, you know, make something happen in the postseason. So I know you guys are Texans fans. Were you content? Were you happy going forward with having Clowney and what? Were you saying, okay, this is good. Pay him before all this mess. Were you on board with getting him paid or now are you out on it? Also, Andrew. Pay the man. I mean, do you not have the cap space available to front load a contract right now? That's what hurts. The cap space is there. You're right. Like, that's what hurts. So if you've got the money to pay the man, keep your talent in-house and pay him. Especially when it's not like that cap space is going to go anywhere. If it's just going to float off into nothingness, which all signs are pointing to happening, 
at at some point this season once the season's over. Why not use that cap space for something productive for this team while you have the ability to before you're paying Deshaun Watson $45 million a year? Oh, man. And Deshaun is going to get paid, dude. He needs to. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing what Dak is turning down. Imagine what Deshaun's going to command. It just, But Dak is just out of control. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. He's trying to set a market for something that you can't allow that to happen. No. Imagine what the market would be after that. People are going to be at the table at negotiations. They're going to pull up pictures of Dak saying, look at me, look at this guy. And think, I mean, there's a lot of NFL teams. They, they just can't afford to pay guys $40 million a year. You know, not every team is, you know, the Cowboys or, you know, the Patriots. You know, there's some small market teams, you know, like even like the Bengals that they don't have a ton of money. The Colts don't have a ton of money. And if the salaries keep going up like this, it's going to be real interesting. We saw what happened this offseason with different players setting the bar yeah. as far as their moves, and then everyone else is asking for big money. You can't let them set the market because then it, you'll never get it back. No, no. And it's all with this, you know, Kirk Cousin basically guaranteed contract, all the money he commanded. And he's Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? Captain <laughs> like, yeah. Kirk. We'll be back. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN975.com. Live from the ESPN 975 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Final segment. Let's have some fun here at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. At uh, at Podcast Arena is where you can find all of the show if you miss anything. On Sports Map is where you can find all of our work. Josh got his mock my mock. There'll be plenty of those coming before the football season kicks off. So if you're wondering what is that, he, he drafts out a different position. He did the one spot. Say he'll pick the, the he'll go through all of them, but he'll pick a four spot. For example, you're drafting out of the fourth. You're sitting there listening right now, saying, "Man, I'm drafting out the fourth next week." Well, you wonder who's going to be left at the turn. What if somebody takes the the tight ends? Well, where do you go? He ends up just coming on here. He talks about this is what I did. This is what was left for me, and this is what my judgment was. So yep. if you're if you're interested in that, I love that uh, segment that we do. It's coming on mock my mock all throughout yep. the rest of this training camp or preseason i'm gonna try and get him knocked out this week so i'll do one from you know maybe the six spot something like that and then i'll do one at pick 11 or 12 i'll try and get them all out this week because i know people the drafts are coming fast and furious and speaking of drafts come draft with me and jerry we're gonna fill a what's a 12 team league so 12 team yeah league. so we'll, we'll fill a league jerry and i will play in the league come draft with us it's coming up this friday at twin peaks on 290 from seven to nine we're going to have prizes if you win the league. So you come and take that chip from me or Jerry. You're going to win some. We're going to have some great gift cards. There's some really good stuff. So come out. If you can If you can do it on that Friday, hit us up on Twitter at Moneyline97.5. We'll get you signed up in the league. And we're going to go out. We're going to party with some Twin Peaks girls. We're going to have some beers. We're going to draft some fantasy football teams. You know, Jerry and I will even help you with your draft. If you have some questions, you know, we're cool like that. We'll, we'll give you a little bit of help. Maybe not too much. No, I'm just kidding. But now come on out. So hit us up at Moneyline97.5. We'll get you signed up. It's free to play. And, hey, you can win some cool prizes. Let's talk a little bit of money. That's what we try to do here, right? Yep. The list of the 25 wealthiest families. 
something interesting to me, the top three were all in the U.S. Hmm. At the top, the Walton family, Walmart, $190.5 billion. Is that not insane? (laughs) Once that breaks down, check this out. They broke it down into what exactly they make. $70,000 per minute (laughs) or $4 million an hour or $100 million a day. If you've read this article, you've made twenty three thousand. Basically, they they made twenty three thousand during the time of that. That that's insane. I couldn't get that through my head. How much? But I mean, I shop at Walmart all the time. You know, it's like it's it's affordable and it's convenient everywhere. Like, yeah, that, it, they they took over. Coming in at second, Mars Mars one twenty six point five. So they got a big old lead. That's how I, it just. I couldn't. Figure it just 192nd most wealthiest 126. Jeez. Saudi Arabia, that's the first one outside of the US. A1 saw it, 100 billion. <laughs> so Walmart's worth almost twice the Walton family's worth twice as much as anyone overseas. That's, I don't even know what to do about that. I, I thought that was extremely interesting. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, though, man. Who doesn't shop at Walmart? I mean, if you need, they have everything. You know, it, you a Walmart or Target guy? Uh, probably a little bit of both. I feel like Target's kind of like the nicer Walmart, but uh, I tell you, they have one of those little Walmart country stores by my house where it's kind of more like a grocery store oh. than a typical Walmart, and I like it. I can get in and out of there. They have the self checkout thing. I'm a big self checkout guy. I don't, I'd rather not have to talk to anybody if I don't have to. So I'll just go in there and grab what I need, and I'm in and out in like five minutes. It's great. Have you ever been barefooted in a Walmart? <laughs> no, just, <laughs> uh, here goes the story about a 22-year-old man in northern India. Have you ever got a, a present you didn't like, man, and you just uh, – isn't it the worst whenever you're somewhere and then, like, everyone's like, open it now. Open it now. It's the worst with food, though. Yes. The food's the worst because they'll give you some, and then if you say – I've messed up, and I'm like, man, this is delicious. I, I don't think I've ever had anything like this. And then they said, great, because we have seconds. Here you go. And then, <laughs> but with a gift, you kind of, it's like, hey, so what do you do? And then, like, back in the day, your parents would be like, well, put it on. Yeah. You know, or it was like, bike, well, take it out for a spin. Mm-hmm. Well, this kid in uh, northern India, they gave him a BMW, and he wanted a Jaguar. So, obviously, this this family was wealthy, and what did he do? He drove it into a river. <laughs> that's, that's just how it ends. He said the kid drove it into the river, and they show, they're they showing the, the luxury oh my BMW Lord. brand new. And that's what happened. Yeah. Spoiled. How spoiled do you have to be to say, I don't want that BMW. I wanted a Jaguar. Ooh, a BMW. I wanted a Jaguar. I wanted a Jaguar. And they say it like that, a Jaguar. And like, again, I've, I've had some gifts that I didn't like, but, I mean... Dude, a, a BMW? <laughs> I've gotten worse gifts, Jerry, than What's a BMW. What's the worst gift that you've ever gotten? Oh, and, man. man. Do not say anything from your wife yeah, I right know. Now. I'm, like, running through my mind. I'm like, you don't want to say anything that's, you know, usually it's, you know, something from a, like, in a, you know, somebody that's not a close family member, right? Like, somebody that maybe doesn't know you that well. So they'll get you something that's really not your kind of thing. I I can't think of an exact example, but it's usually something like that. But at, at the same token, like you don't want to be annoyed by a gift that 
you don't like from somebody that doesn't know you that well because you're like, it was just nice that they got me something. You know what I mean? I didn't even think they liked it. Yeah, you're right. Like, and, and then you worry like, oh, crap, did I get them something? You know, so you have that kind of thing going on. But, yeah, I mean, nothing's like really sticking out. You know, I, you, know you think of like the, the movie A Christmas Story where he gets the, you know, the, the pink uh, pajamas with the big bunny ears, you know, like, and he has to wear it and take pictures. So, you, you know, you think of stuff like that. But My parents always yeah. screwed me as a kid. Yeah. It'd come Christmas and then it'd be like, oh, all my friends are getting cool stuff baseball card like boxes you know back yeah. then cards were real big cars whatever i'm like oh school clothes yeah like, oh a binder <laughs> like like you're like man pencils matte matte pencils you're like yeah those are color pencils you're like <laughs> thanks like what this seems like uh, school supplies you know what i mean <laughs> you're gonna buy this for me anyway <laughs> that's what i'm saying oh elmer's glue thanks yeah. i hated that but they always did it to me and then it'd be like family around like oh que bueno jerry yeah and like put it on <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> make me a shirt. Yeah. Like, what do you do here? It was always so uncomfortable. I just I couldn't wait to get to my friend's house to go 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 mess with their. You know, yeah, like, go man, play bro, with their stuff. Yeah, I just got the Nintendo. I'm playing Donkey Kong over here, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm drawing Donkey Kong. <laughs> See, I got kind of lucky. Where you know, I'm an only child, so. You know what I mean? Like uh, you I, had it good. Yeah. You were that kid I called. Yeah, you're right. You were the kid that came over playing my Nintendo with me. But yeah, I mean, when you're the only child, the whole budget gets spent on you. You know, it's just kind of, kind of lucky that way. And I didn't really mind it, to tell you the truth. Were you a peeker to your uh, presents? Did you ever go like trying to unstick them, like un with the tape? I was real good at that, man. Were you, you go be able to figure it out? Yeah, well, I ended up getting a, I'd get a needle and I'd make a little hole, man, and through that hole I would dig and then I'd make fold. I, I just, it just, <laughs> as a kid, I just would want to know and it's, it, I don't know why I did that because it, it spoiled the element surprise, but then you yeah. had to act real surprised like when they'd open it and you're like, yeah! yeah, but whenever you were mad inside and as a kid, you're like, man, yeah, but I didn't want that game. Like, <laughs> I wanted Mario, you know? No, I know, man, it, that's tough. Yeah, I, I mean, I would try and like shake it and kind of try and figure out what it was, but I wouldn't go the full route of like trying to get the tape off it and try and see what the box said. Like, you know, like I said, I was only child. I knew I was going to get something pretty good because who else are you shopping for? Well, we made it through another show. Yep. We're one week closer to kickoff. We'll have college football on very, very, very soon. Yeah. Next week. Next week. And once again, guys. Play some fantasy football with us. Come out to Twin Peaks. It's going to be this Friday. Hit us up at Moneyline975. We'll get you signed up in the league. We'll play. We'll talk about it on the air. You can you can call in and talk some smack when you beat me or Jerry one week, and we'll have some fun with it. And, hey, we got really cool prizes, and it's free to play. So hit us up at Moneyline975 this Friday. We want you there in person, 7 to 9 p.m. Come hang out. It'll be fun. We hope to see you guys all there. So once again, signing off for the squad, Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, and Jerry Bow. Peace. ESPN 97.5.